What's up, bees? Hello. Welcome to the Brit on Blast podcast, where we put everything and anything on blast. That never gets old saying that. I don't know why you'd think that it would, but it doesn't. Um, what's this week's roundup, Britain? So we're talking about stepping into your villain era. If you've been on Instagram, on TikTok, you might have seen this. Um, and it's not really what it sounds like, but it's really exciting and very juicy. It's about, you know, setting boundaries in your life and stepping into um, being the best version of yourself. And if other people can't handle that, that's on them. Yep. And we wanted to make sure that you approach this in a way that wasn't like aimless. So we brought it back to human design again. So just so you guys know, you're going to get another little recap of what human design is and how you're going to be able to best fall into your true self and your best self and decondition the things that you maybe have learned from society or from people around you who have told you how to be. And then, um, from there, you can take some of the pra practical application that we follow up with at the very end that can really apply to all of the designs. But we didn't want you to aimlessly just go out there and be selfish and be aggressive and like, and those aren't bad things necessarily. We're not using those as bad terms. Being selfish is, I think, a very healthy thing to do sometimes. But it's really important to have a strong foundation of how you're supposed to function in this world before you go off and say, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing and now I'm setting aggressive boundaries. It gives you a lot of validation to say, you know, I, for Britain and I, for example, we're projectors. It gives us a lot of, um, validation to say, we don't have a lot of energy. So unfortunately we can't spend energy on this thing that does not serve our greater purpose. Um, so that is what you guys will get this week before you jump into this. I highly recommend that you find out what your human design is. You can go to myhumandesign.com to look it up. Um, or you can go on to, the app store on whatever phone you have and download the app, my human design. And that is the way that you find out. It's super quick. So you put in, you know, some information about yourself, um, the time you were born and where you were born and it pops up and you guys, it is so beneficial. This was brought into my life when I don't know at the beginning of this podcast, maybe like mm -hmm. seven months ago when Brit brought it to my attention and I cannot reiterate how much it has helped me just figure out why I am the way I am and how to, you know, make the, the most of how I'm built and how my brain works. And it has helped me so much. So you guys definitely go download the app, figure out what you are and then enjoy the villain era. Yep. And without further ado, here you go. Move over hot girl summer. The villain era is here for the season. So what does it mean to live in your villain era? According to mighty.com, it means setting boundaries and not folding when people want you to and putting yourself first and foremost, instead of prioritizing the needs and wants of everyone around you. So basically it means being selfish. Mm -hmm. And when we say that it might come across as negative because I mean, I know that when someone, when I think of someone being selfish, it's like, it's a negative thing. Like, I don't want to be around that person. I want to be friends with that person. Um, hence the, vil the villain era. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that we can all think about people in our lives who are selfish. They don't do things for others unless there's something in it for them. They don't make time for others and they only show up when they want to. 
So we're not saying like be a bad friend, significant other, sister, brother, or daughter, but we are saying it's time to be selfish. So let us explain. Yeah, I think like a really good example of this, and we were just having like a download before we started this, is like I've had to be really selfish lately. And there's like so much guilt that I have around the selfishness that I've had to have. Like I'm showing up a lot differently in a lot of my relationships. I know that's hard for people who've been in relationships with me before. I'm very guarded to new relationships. And as like harsh as I might seem, that doesn't mean that I don't care or that I don't love people and that I don't want to be there and like really genuinely And this is something I'm working on, right? Because as I've grown through the process, I'm now in year two of business. We've been doing this podcast for almost a year now. Like what I'm realizing, and I think what Britain is a little bit further on in because she's has five years under her belt or six years now now under her belt is that I I've gotten to this point where I understand setting boundaries and I understand kind of putting my guard up and having my wall up business, running a business, especially in a small town does make you kind of hard. And what I'm realizing now is that I'm needing to work on being present in the moment and trying to find that alignment within each and every moment, because I can't control what I've done in the past. I can't change what I've done in the past. And there's nothing that I can do about the future. And in those moments of, of showing up, being selfish, I'm never trying to hurt anybody. It's just that I have one goal in this life, and that's to make sure that people like my little brother have a fighting chance. And if I'm going to do anything about that, then I have to guard myself and protect myself and my business. Um, So that's kind of what we mean by being selfish. It doesn't mean like being a dick. No, not at all. Um, I have two things to say about that. So the first is like, I think when in the beginning stages of starting a business, it's really, really emotional and it's very positive. Mm -hmm. And after you first start, you get so much good feedback and you have all this support from the people around you who are like so proud of you. And they're, they're like, oh, wow, not only did you talk about this, but you actually freaking followed through with it. And now you're having success with it. And so it's so positive. Every sale means the world. As you grow, you're in year two, three, you start, your product starts to reach more people and you start to like get this wider spread of reach and therefore comes like that negative feedback. Mm -hmm. You also realize that not everything is what it seems and that like in business there, 90% of it is doing things that you don't necessarily love and it's Mm -hmm. not your purpose. And there's 10% of it of actually dressing people and giving them confidence through clothing. That's 10% of my job. The rest of the 90% is just straight administrative marketing, steaming, like just the, (laughs) you know, like spilling wax everywhere, (laughs) literally in the trenches, taking grenades is what you're doing in business. And so, but as that reach gets further and further out, the potential for people to have a negative experience goes up Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's nothing you can do about it besides say, I'm sorry and learn from it. But then there also, um, brings in that potential for haters. And so, well, and people who do use you mm -hmm. and that's what you do realize. And that's like been a hard thing for me is to put up my guard and say like, okay, who's really here to be my ride or die and like help me. And who's here to take advantage of me. And, and I am somebody who I will literally carry you on my back, like through the trenches over the grenades, like in every, like I will, I am absolutely a ride or die Mm -hmm. for everybody to a fault. And that's what I'm learning about myself. And that's why 
I heard about the villain era and I was like, okay, I don't love that it's called villain because that makes me feel even worse about myself. But we wanted to like bring this to you guys in a way that we could talk about getting into your alignment and how do you like get started on unapologetically living your best life. And I'm going to be honest with everybody. Like I'm not there yet. Like I'm really in the trenches of this right now. Um, but I think that, you know, there is parts of your life and whether you are a mother or you're entering a relationship or you're, um, starting a business or you're starting a new career, like there is a honeymoon phase. The Mm -hmm. first six months to a year is a honeymoon phase. You're grateful for everything. You're learning new things. It's exciting. Like you're probably overlooking some of the negatives or red flags. Yep. And then as you go on to, you know, your second year or whatever, you know, however long relationships, careers, things get harder because, you know, your boss isn't looking at you like you're the shining star, new person who's going to change his business anymore. You're just another employee to him Mm -hmm. like, or her. And, and that's, shitty, but it's a reality. And like your business, those orders that are coming in constantly nonstop, those orders are now giving you an excessive amount of anxiety. You used to be grateful for them. Now you expect them. And like, it's shifting your mindset and getting back into, um, living in the moment, trying to find alignment, living in your true self. And also like, and this was the biggest takeaway from this when we, I was reading this, um, outline was like, there is so much conditioning happening in our worlds. Like, and we are going to bring human design back into this for you guys. Because to me, when I go online and I see this, like work grueling hours, like hustle harder, work harder than the person next to you. Look, I work harder than the person next to me. Just to be clear, I work hard. Like there's no doubt about it. I work faster and smarter. That's maybe not harder. Maybe that's what it is. I'm working faster and smarter. I think but that's more. So some of these things that I'm reading about like self-help and how to progress my business and all of that, they don't actually work. They're not working for me. And there's a reason for that because that's, that's worked for somebody else. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you. It doesn't mean don't work hard. Right. Yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. Like you work more efficiently than other people. So maybe you don't have to put in the amount of hours that someone else does, Mm -hmm. but maybe that person is more thorough. Right. Or, and so we all have our different strengths and we're going to get into this on like how to live in alignment and how to truly step into who you are. But okay. So we're talking about the villain era. You guys have probably seen it on social media. So you're setting boundaries. You're not folding when people want you to, and you're not prioritizing the needs of everyone else. You're prioritizing the needs of yourself. So Mm. So what we're saying is when you be, when you take this time to be selfish, you become the best version of yourself. So really dive into yourself and truly work on yourself. And that's hard to do because the easy thing to do is sit back and just allow things to go as they're going. We often think that if we say no to people or aren't present for people, we are, we're going to let them down. Mm -hmm. Like, and the guilt sets in, we're like, I should really go because, Mm -hmm. and you think that like, maybe they're not going to be, they're going to be mad at you that like, you might lose a friend, which is so ridiculous. The people who love you and the people who support you are going to be there when you step into your villain area, because they're going to see you 
flourishing. Mm -hmm. When you're living in alignment, prioritizing your health, your mental wellness and goals, you'll shine so bright, like a big, like radiating light that people are drawn to you. Just like insects are drawn to that stupid little light. Like that's what happens when you're living in your villain era. Like people want to be around you. You're warm, you're radiating, you're happy. And you have like this inner peace that people are drawn to. You know, I'm sure you know people like that, that just, you know, things seem to like flow to them and like people are just effortlessly get like attaining success. It's probably because they're live, they're living in the best version of themselves and they're living in alignment. Yeah. I don't know why this analogy just came into my head, but my dad always says, he's like, you're either sugar or shit. And it's in <laughs> regards to like mosquitoes and flies. He's like, well, you're either sugar or shit. So right. I, which one do you want to be? <laughs> I literally get eaten alive by See? mosquitoes. Like, I don't know why we'll be sitting outside and I'm like, anybody else getting bit? I have like 15 bites all over Same. me. It's, it's freaking horrid. Same. Even when I'm not in alignment, I'm getting bit by mosquitoes. So I'm not sure if that analogy works, but yeah. So big picture here is by stepping into your villain era, you'll rub off or influence the people in your inner mm-hmm. circle to be better. And so when they see you living in your alignment, they're going to want that. So then they're going to start improving themselves. And when they do that, they go to work, they go to the gym, they do whatever. The people around them see them living in their alignment and it's a ripple effect. So being selfish or putting yourself first actually is benefiting not only you, but everyone around you. So it's benefiting your inner circle. It's benefiting your loved ones, your significant other, your kids, but society as a whole. So we we need exactly who you are. So we need you to figure out exactly who you are. And I think that like Tay said it last week in some terms, but then also I heard it and I know Britton heard it too on the him and her podcast um, by the Skinny Confidential with Jenna Zoe. I don't know why that was so hard for me to say, Um, but they said that the fact that if you're not living in your alignment, you're basically just taking up space for somebody else to not live in their alignment. So like if you're not like if you're in a sticky situation and you're taking up this job, and I think this was the reference that Taylor said was like, if you're the person working at McDonald's and you hate your job, like there's probably somebody else who would love that job. So like your job right now is not, and that's not me telling you to quit your job at McDonald's. That's me to tell, that's me telling you take a second to figure out who you are and what you want and what fires you up and how excited you are about your life or this like one topic or category or whatever. For me, mine is my passion to help people like my brother. So that is the thing that fucking fires me up. Like I get angry, I get happy, I get sad. Like I want to change it so bad. I'm so passionate about it that like nothing is going to stop me from making that happen. And that is like, And when I lean into that, I tend to find alignment, like success starts to just flow to me. Like money just comes in, things start to get easier. Like I'm really focusing on those things. People really see what I'm saying. They hear what I'm saying. I get to hear people's stories, which is like juicy for me in like a loving, caring, like Mm -hmm. it just like fuels me up because then it makes me feel like my brother's not so alone. Point being is figure out what your juice is, like what you love. And then figure out a way to get to that thing because sitting in your job at McDonald's and being miserable and unhappy and bitching and complaining isn't actually going to get you where you need to be. And you're just holding space where somebody else could live their full life. Exactly. 
So Britt, why intentional candles for mental health? Because building healthy habits around your intentions can have a positive impact on not only your mental health, but your overall productivity. I wanted to create a premium non-toxic candle that reminded my customers that life is complex and we can live in the and space. Talking about mental health and mental illness doesn't always have to be scary or depressing. Uh, Sometimes it can be fun and enlightening. We are wildly unique and expansive creatures as we've talked about on the podcast before. And we can be many things in a day. And sometimes we just need to light a candle to remind ourselves who the fuck we are and what we are capable of. I 100% agree with that. Plus your candles smell so good and they fill up my whole house. I hear you have something special for our listeners. I do. I have a little promo for our bees. Y'all can head to havenandflux.com and use code BOB20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. I hope y'all enjoy. All right. So you guys know that I live for Western wear, specifically my boots and my hat. So I want to talk a little bit about a brand new brand that is new to Reno, Nevada, and is from our beautiful babe over here. So Britton, tell us what Murdoch's is. Well, first of all, hats have been one of my truest loves since I was a kid. I swear I had a hat on in every single picture as a child. And then they quickly became a BLFT signature. We couldn't find the hat that was just perfect. And so we decided to design our own. Murdoch's is a family brand that started in the great state of Nevada in the 1950s. My great-grandparents started Murdoch's Western Wear. Fast forward 60 years, the Murdoch sisters recreate this homegrown brand by curating a hat line that embodies the spirit of Nevada. We were raised in this amazing state and we watch a Nevadan's ability to put in a hard day's work on the ranch followed by a hard night's play at the casinos. We pulled inspiration from the everyday beauty around us, the sunsets, Lake Tahoe, the mountains, and the forests. I'm not going to lie. I have full body chills right now because you hit so many nails on the head just now. Like there's nothing that screams Reno, Nevada more than family and community and a little bit of Western. So the fact that you put all of our favorite things together and then you made it all about like bringing back the roots of your family brings me so much joy. Y'all need to check out Murdoch's hats. Where do you find them? Murdoch's hats and apparel.com. We love it. Go shop y'all. You know, if you dread going to your job every day, if you can't stand your coworkers, if it doesn't light you on fire, like Britt said, it's not like a sign to quit your job, but it's a sign to step into, you know, being the best version of yourself and to truly analyze your life and see what you want your purpose to be. This is something like when you step into being the best version of yourself and living your life unapologetically, your purpose kind of comes to you. You're like, you figure out who you are, what you like, what you don't like. Mm-hmm. And So by you stepping into your purpose or a new job, like you said, it leaves that hole in that space for someone else because that job is actually in perfect alignment for someone else. And that is their dream job. Mm -hmm. And that's going to set them on fire. So you are not only helping yourself, but you're allowing someone else to find their true alignment as well. So it's kind of just, it's like the ripple effect of that we were talking about and just making society as a whole, like you want to change the world, start with yourself first. Oh my God, that's exactly it. And so that brings us to human design. So we're going to kind of be bringing this in more and more just because it has helped Britain and I immensely. Like 
so, so, so much. I cannot stress that enough. And the reason that I love it so much is because it's just a guide to deconditioning who you've been told to be so you can be who you actually are. Like the amount of times I've had people tell me who I am and tell me how I should behave is like astonishing. Right. (laughs) So it's just me being able to say, like looking at a literal design that says, no. And of course, like I didn't just believe in this blindly. It was something that as it was brought to me, I was realizing that I was, there were times in my life where I had already done these things. Like it was working the times in my life where things just flowed and just worked out. I had accidentally found my alignment. I had found like my, my, I don't know, my flow, I guess. Mm -hmm. So human design just teaches you who you can be, not who we are and how we do things. So therefore you should work for you. Did I say, did that come out right? Yeah. So that they work for you. Right. Yeah. So, um, we're going to go over some three key guides to getting in alignment with human design. And this is really going to help you guys like figure out how to get into your, um, how to get into your true alignment and how to get into like your true villain era. Right. Because like, you don't want to go in and just be selfish for no apparent reason. You want to go in and say like, okay, this is what I'm doing based off of my energy type, based off of my authority. This is how I know when I'm in alignment and when I'm not in alignment. Um, so that you kind of have like a toolbox of how to get where you're trying to go. Absolutely. I think that it's so important as you you know, step into this villain era to make the most of the time that you are spending working on yourself is like educate yourself and try to make, you know, this next period as beneficial as possible. So with regards to human design, the most important thing is the energy type. Mm -hmm. And so this is basically how we're built to operate. So when alignment, success and happiness come with much more ease, and I kind of view this as like, we are, you know, like all our brains and our bodies are also unique and there it's like a hard drive. Like mm-hmm. we like the hard drive of our brains are what we have. We can't change them. Right. So it's like, and everyone's is different. So it's like understanding how to best use that mm-hmm. um, and how to best use our energy every single day. So like, for example, um, I, and actually Britt too, we are not people that have endless energy. And I think that's why I always refer to the phone battery analogy. Yeah. It's like, I run out of energy. So I have to be super, super specific on where I put that energy before I'm, you know, need to be plugged back in. Um, and so like knowing your energy type is the single most important thing of human design. Do you want to talk about authority? Yeah. So, um, within your energy or within like, yeah, I mean, basically within your energy type, you also have an authority. So this tells you how to use your energy wisely so you can make the most impact in your interactions and environment, which is what, Britain was just talking about like, she doesn't have a ton of energy. I don't have a ton of energy. So we have to be really selective, which is why I've been so guarded lately because it's like, I don't get to do this. Like I no longer have the luxury of sitting on the phone with somebody for hours of the day and talking about things where they're not actually making any differences or changes in their life. If to me right now, at this point in my life, I need people who are trying to make changes and level up their lives because I cannot personally, I'm also somebody with like, and we can get into this on another episode, but I'm also a person with a ton of open energy centers, which means I absorb a lot of other people's energy. So that sort of behavior could impact me to then feel sad, 
to feel like I am not as productive, to feel the energy that they're feeling instead of feeling my own energy. So I have to be really, really careful about who I'm around and what I'm doing. Like you don't see me at bars like I used to be. And there's a really serious reason for that. It's primarily because of the fact that like when I leave a bar, I am so drained that it takes me like, even if I don't drink, it's taking me like a day or two to recover. Um, and then with that, one of my favorite things, and this is just your compass in my opinion, is yourself and not self. So this is what happens when we let conditioning take over. Um, and basically it's the difference of like, when you're letting conditioning take over and drive our life forward, instead of using our natural authority to, to like make decisions. So basically it's your decision. It's your guide to say like, Hey, I made this decision and it was, or it was not good. So then you can learn. And that's why I love it so much. It's like the opportunity. I didn't just one day say like, I'm not going to bars anymore. I went to some bars, tried out not drinking at bars and was like, okay, I'm still exhausted. Like what is going on? Why is this draining me so much? And then I went and did more like journaling on myself. And I was like, it's because you're just absorbing all of the chaos of the room. And also, by the way, like you have a lot of experiences with people who have addiction and that's probably really triggering for you to be in a space like that. So maybe don't. Right. And like, if you know that, so like, if you're like me, that social settings can drain you, you might as well make your social settings um, events where you're selling your product or networking events where you are gaining something from it or learning something from it. So when you go home exhausted, you're actually improved. You've have improved yourself over the past two hours versus, you know, just draining yourself out of mindless bar. So yeah, making those steps is definitely important. I think that, um, I love this self and not. So it, when we let conditioning take over and drive our life forward, instead of using our natural authority, I think that this hits so hard because society makes us like things. It's just like the education system, right? We all have to learn the exact same way when we're all so unique. Mm -hmm. And so I've always, and I talked about this last podcast, but I've always looked down on myself, um, for some characteristics that I have, but human design has kind of, I don't know, just reinforced that these aren't in fact negative things. They are the way I am. I cannot change that. It is in my DNA. Right. So instead embracing them and using them to my advantage. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about here. Um, we were talking about our energy type and how our energy is best, you know, how we operate and how we can use our energy in the best way. There are how many different energy types? Five different energy types. Five so we're going to yeah, go ahead. walk you through some of these and we're going to give you um, like basically. So what happened is last week we recorded our um, game day mentality. Britton and I are both athletes. And this is what we realized when we stepped away from that. We are both business owning ex athletes. OK, we have a level of expectation for ourselves and like aggression in our and competitiveness in our DNA that is fueled by getting success. And that is literally in our design. Like we are fueled by having success and being seen. So for Britain and I being people who are talking to you over a microphone or who are like, that doesn't scare us. Like we have fearful moments around it, but it's just something that we know that we have to do. Like stepping up to the plate is something that we know that we have to do. And so we do it. And like, that's not going to be the case for all of you. So when we stepped away from our last episode, we were like, wait, hold on. Maybe we should start to really 
talk about human design so that people can actually, we can help people help you help our listeners actually find the thing that works for you. Because what we do on a day-to-day basis isn't always going to work. We are two projectors, one, three projectors, splenic. So that means that we have the same energy type. We're the same energy type. We have the same profile, which means we're out here to do the same thing. (laughs) And then also our instinct is our intuition is all instinctual. So we're quick, quick people. So that's why we wanted to teach you this. So we'll get into all of those other things later. But for now, the most important things you need to know are your energy type, your authority, and then yourself and not self. And we're going to teach you about those right now. So the first energy type we're going to talk about is the manifester. And they call this energy type the fire starter. So designed to seek and have an impact on the world and others and ability to manifest freely and correctly without reference to anyone else. Okay. So I really want to jump into this one because my mother is a manifester. So manifestors initiate with the world. And there's some key words I want you guys to, to take away here. So you initiate with the world and you get the ball rolling. The key word there is that you initiate. So when you're living in this, you'll feel a sense of peace. That's yourself. That's like your true direction of like your sign that you're going in the right direction. My mom, her entire life, she's the middle child. She's been conditioned to be quiet, not give her opinion. She's like raised in a very traditional family. You know, she had a younger sibling who she was always with. They're very close in age. And she had an older sibling who, you know, was like a star athlete, football player. And so my mom didn't really have space to speak or do anything. And as she's gotten older, what I've realized, because I let her, like, I've just naturally always been like my mom. She's my mom. Like she has the ideas. She has, she knows the direction I'm supposed to take. Like she can guide me. Our relationship is so strong because I allow her to initiate and share her ideas. And she is very good at it. Like recently I started sharing more of her design with her. And she was like, thank you so much. This morning she said this to me. She's like, thank you so much for giving me this permission to give my ideas to you. And I'm like, mom, your ideas are brilliant. Like every time you give me an idea and I execute it, it's usually the path I'm supposed to take. Like she just knows. So, and then, you know, I think that that feeling that maybe she was expressing to me this morning was peace because she was like, oh, I gave my idea and she accepted it. And that felt really good to me. Like she initiated something. I said, yeah, you know what? Actually, I'm going to try that. And then she felt peaceful because she was able to do the thing that she's here and designed to do. My mom is somebody who will go, if you cross my mother or in any way, shape or form, (laughs) hurt anybody in our family, (laughs) she will destroy you. My mother is a wolf. Like her not self is anger. So that's manifester. Your not self is anger. So you're designed, the way that you make decisions is to initiate, okay? That's how you show up in the world. When you're doing that well and you're doing it true to yourself, you'll feel peaceful. When you're not doing it in the way that you're supposed to, or you're not initiating at all, or you don't feel like people are taking your advice, you will feel anger. You may not be speaking up or someone is trying to direct you instead of you directing yourself. You are the, everything you need as a manifester is within you. You don't need anything outside of yourself. So if you're making decisions based off of social media or what you see other people doing or what other people are telling you to do, that is your not self. You're going to probably feel angry when those things don't work out for you. 
Yeah. So the manifester is just like in its name, um, meant to have an impact on the world. Historically, lots of queens, kings, conquerors, or manifestors, they are meant to impact. And, you know, I think that um, they're like, able to influence large groups of people. And if when sometimes when a manifester tells someone their idea, like the individual person will be like, eh, that's not a good idea. However, the majority and the big group will just get in line and follow. Mm-hmm. So like, like I said, a lot of conquerors were manifestors. Um, yeah, they're meant to make a huge impact. So your mom being the middle child, definitely that wasn't in her human design. No. So yeah, that's interesting. Do you want to talk about the next one? Yeah. And I also just want to say too, like this, um, this concept isn't that like, you know, if you go up to somebody and they don't hear you. Right. And I'm saying this as a projector. Cause for me, like if I go and I don't get the invite, this is obviously the manifester and the projector literally polar opposites because we have to be invited and manifestors are meant to initiate. So for me, it even makes me cringe to think about having to initiate something mm-hmm. like that. But like, if you're initiating something and it's truly from the core of yourself and you're feeling it like it's true to yourself, you've spent time like reflecting and like you really know this is the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Keep doing that thing because it should still bring you peace. You might just be giving it to the wrong person. And that's really what human design makes me so happy. It's like, it's a one thing you can control. It's Mm -hmm. literally your energy and it's just you. So if other people aren't responding to you, there's something that needs to be changed within you. Right. It just like helps you figure out why you are the way that you are. Right. And it's so validating. Right. Um, we'll tell you how to find your human design. Yeah, obviously. But, um, even if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, you know how to, it's a really easy, quick thing. Um, so yeah, we've talked about the manifester. Now we're going to talk about the The generator, generator. which majority of the population are generators. Mm -hmm. They are called the life force and they're literally here to generate energy. So when a generator is doing something that lights them up, it's their highest calling because it inspires and it fuels everyone around them without even trying. So they can go all day without running out of energy when they're doing something that they're inspired by. Um, when they're doing something that doesn't light them up, generators are very drained and exhausted and not so great to be around. So generators just need to step in to alignment and do what they love. And it naturally just fuels every single person around them. I Both of my sisters are generators. And when they are doing what they love, like... I can just see it in them. You just want more of it. There's mm-hmm. nothing that can stop them. They're great to be around when they aren't doing what they love. It's, you know, I'm going to steer clear because I'm like, I don't need that negativity. It's, yeah. And it's nothing against them. It's just, it's how they're built. It's their hardwire. And so doing what they love is the only way for them to truly live to their highest self. Britain, tell us what BLFT is all about because you know it's my favorite place to shop. The Biggest Little Fashion Truck is a family-owned and operated boutique on wheels. We got started five years ago because I had this deep desire to make women feel more confident. And I found out that one of the many ways you can enhance your confidence was through clothing. Hence our why, confidence through clothing. We love some confidence in our lives. We pride ourselves in bringing back that old school expertise in customer service by providing an experience, whether it be at our pop-up events around town. We love the pop-up events. I'm at those with her all the time and they are fire. Or we have a storefront, the Babe Cave, 
We just want each and every babe to feel better and be ready to be seen after shopping with us. Shop us online at the Babe Cave or our pop-up events at local businesses around town. We can't wait to see you and a little something special we have for you. Use promo code BOB20 for 20% off your purchase online. Hell yeah, I'm gonna be shopping today. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. So manifesting generator, this is um, a combination of a manifester and a generator. And the reason we're not giving you not self and um, authority here is because generators and manifesting generators have the same not self and authority. So just to give you guys who are manifesting generators an idea, the they're basically like the multi-hyphenate, okay? These are people who are multi-passionate people. I could spot these people from a mile away. They're quick to master new things. Energy is spontaneous and in the moment here to break us out of the boxes we live in and expand our perspective on what is possible. My brother is a manifesting generator. That kid is good at everything he touches. Like Mm -hmm. I cannot express it enough. Like he was decided he wanted to be a running back and he could not be stopped. Like he was, they called him the bus because he was like, he could push through any defensive line. (laughs) Like he was so impressive. In addition to that, like he decided he was going to pick up music. He taught himself music top to bottom, became a really well-known producer in this area um, to the point where like I still get recognized for my last name because he went by Tin Cup. And, you know, everything that my, my dad used to call him the governor, like everything my brother touched turned to gold without fail. Like that is a manifesting generator. Um, and I think the mistake here is that we believe that people who are manifesting generators and I know you said this before and generators really like they're meant to master something and move on. So Mm -hmm. they're going to have a lot of career paths. They're going to have a lot of hobbies. Like that's okay. You should embrace that. That's a good thing about you. But society looks down on that and it's, it makes them think like they're not following through or they're not sticking with something. Uh, John and my mom are both manifesting generators and they are two. I mean, their IQs are just so high. They're two people that like you said, like your brother, they master something and then they move on, but they use what they've learned to into the next venture. Yep. And it's just amazing to watch. And they also bring a new perspective to things. Um, and so they're huge assets. They're experiencers. Mm-hmm. They're meant to experience things and then share those experiences with us and say like, Hey, this is a really great thing that happened. And this is not a really great thing that happened. Like, right. here's how you should maybe proceed or like, And it's not even that they're supposed to tell. And this is where the projector comes in because we see them doing these things. And then we go out and we share that and say, hey, this is what we've seen. And that's what a one, three profile is. We're experiences, experiencers and storytellers. So that's why we can see all of these designs and we can say, hey, yo, like our parents are, or your parent is, your mom is a Mm -hmm. multi-passionate person. And like, if we did what she did, in this situation, then maybe we would be more successful as a society. Right. Um, so when generators and manifesting generators aren't living in alignment, their not self is frustration. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're trying to force something because society said, you need to stay in this job longer than they wanted to. Um, and what they're spending time on isn't actually what they want to be doing. So, you know, I think the biggest takeaway for them is to 
find, like truly listen to their inner compass, find what sets them on fire and what makes them feel right and stick with that. Mm -hmm. And as you guys know, we work with a lot of generators around us. And then obviously we have some manifesting generators in our lives. Your guys's authority is to respond to your environment. So when you're flowing in life by responding, you'll feel really satisfied, which is your like sign that you're in alignment, that's yourself. So, or like your true alignment, there's a better word for that. And there's like a more true word for that. I just am calling it self and not self, but, um, responding to their environment. What I realized was that with somebody like our employees, for example, we have to create as projectors the system and the structure for them to then respond to it. And so what I was doing was saying like, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. And then it was like, well, they don't really know what they want to do. So I created a structure and then said, Hey, how do you feel about this? You're, I'm gonna have you do this for a week and see how you like it. And then that's been a new unlock for me even in working with, because now I know this person needs to respond to something. So I have to give them something to respond to. That's me showing up as a projector. Got you. That makes so much sense. So the next one is projector. Um, so this is what Britt and I are. Obviously, we've said that a million times. Yeah. Um, so we see things in a way that others can't. We're called the seer. So we're valued for what we see rather than what we do. Our battery is smaller, but more efficient. And success comes from sharing insight with the world. Um, I mean, I totally relate to this after learning about human design. I've been like, okay, yeah, this all checks out. Right. Um, projectors need to be invited. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about this? Yeah. So this is a big thing. I have a tendency to run my mouth and just like try to control situations, which this really gave me some direction. So our authority is being invited. So energetically or literally. So that doesn't mean I just wait around for an invitation. That means that Britain and I or pro other projectors, we have to find ways to really truly get in alignment with what we truly, truly are. So it's a lot of deconditioning as a projector. And I think a lot of this is deconditioning, but for a projector, a lot of times when you are somebody who is, you know, strong or tends to be the leader, even if it is I'm just thinking of when I was a child, like even if it is on accident, people will start to tell you as a woman to be less mm -hmm. or to reel it in or don't be so cocky or don't be so, so um, arrogant. And what I've started doing recently is like when people call me arrogant, I'm like, so what is it when you do it though? Like when you gas yourself up, like, what is that? Is that arrogant too? Or is it just you gassing yourself up? You like yourself or what's up? So that's kind of like the projector side of it. So being invited energetically or literally, we are just here to create an offering. We are here to guide other people, but we cannot guide other people unless they invite us. Because if they do not accept our advice or they do not accept our guidance, then we will become bitter and things. And Britain and I often describe things as sticky because I can truly feel like the stickiness because success is our indicator that we are on the right path. So if we are not like being seen or in my case, like I like to be paid, mm -hmm. then like I really struggle. Like I really have a hard time. Our not self is bitterness. Like I mentioned, this can also show up as jealousy, envy, or comparison. This is a huge sign you need to regroup. So projectors have an ability to see into others and we often neglect to see ourselves. So I sometimes put too much focus on what everybody else is doing 
And then I'm not actually putting any energy into what I'm doing. So like I've recently realized that like gratitude is a thing I really need to work on. And so I'm trying to focus on that. So, um, but the best course of action as a projector is to just spend time alone and specifically not consuming. Right. Like Like recharging. I definitely have to do that after every social event. And it's, it's okay. I used to be like, wow, I'm so lame. Like I'm not lame. I just need to go home and recharge and it's not that big of a deal. Or I'm going to fight somebody or, and I'm not going to show up as my, my best (laughs) self. So the next, in order to be there the next day, I got to go home and recharge. So projectors need to be invited. Um, they're the seer when they're living in their true self success is what they get. And when they're not as bitterness is what they have. And it's Mm -hmm. horrible. The last energy type we're going to talk about is a reflector. Um, that's the shapeshifter. They make up a one per or 2% of the population. So they're very, very rare. Um, They're the wise observer of life with a great gift of reading other people, taking it in and reflecting back the energy that they've taken in. Um, And so like if they're in a room, they're taking in the energy and then they're reflecting that energy back in the room. Um, So the thing that they need to do is wait. Yeah. So this is something where I I don't have any reflectors in my life. So I, and I really do need to see examples of things and like experiences to understand them better. Again, part of my design I've learned. Um, but wait, it says, uh, like when you're looking into this stuff, ideally 28 days, which is a lunar cycle before you move forward with their, with your decisions as a reflector, because you guys really need to empty out other people's energy, energy before you move forward. And so in my opinion, it maybe it's not 28 days exactly. Maybe you're just spending a significant amount of time alone journaling, like being just with yourself before you make any big decision so that that way, you know, that the decision is your own and it's not anybody else's. That's only from me being able to relate in my experience of like, I am a very, and the way that the energies work is that like reflectors are completely open. They're not defined in any of their energy um, spaces. And that's how I am too. I have only two defined spaces out of all, I think it's like seven chakras or 10 chakras, something like that. I can look into that and find it, but you know, I have to step away before I make decisions and I have to not ask other people for a decision, like before I make a decision, because it will be the decision that somebody else would have made and not the one that I would make. And then that makes me feel gross. So So reflectors need to wait before they make their decisions. Um, When they are living in alignment, surprise and delight are the signs that they've made the right decisions. Mm -hmm. And when they aren't living in alignment, the not self is disappointment. Um, Just means it's time to empty out the energy that they've collected and recharge themselves. So reflectors need to be really, really careful about not holding on to all the energy that they've taken in. um, And they need to like just, you know, just empty it out and then, um, have that alone time. Mm -hmm. So if you guys don't know what your human design is, download the app right now, my human design and you, it'll, everything will make sense. And then go back and listen to those descriptions. Yep. And in the meantime, um, if you have not figured out what your human design is, um, just keep those in mind as we go through some of the next round of practical application, no matter who you are or what your design is, we have felt that these are some great tools that you could use in order to get yourself into alignment. 
get yourself into alignment, step into your villain era, Mm -hmm. um, be the highest version of yourself, whatever you want to call it. Um, We're going to kind of blow through these, but this is according to Vanessa and the science of people.com. This article was insane. You guys should definitely go read it. But the first thing that you need to do as you step into your bail in era and prioritize yourself is set boundaries. That's pretty obvious. Say no to things, events, and people that don't build you up and make you better. Instead of being a people pleaser, living in fear that you might offend or disappoint others, carve out more time for yourself by strategically showing up. If the people in your lives are uncomfortable with these boundaries, that's on them. Mm -hmm. The people who love you and truly want the best for you will be there. Yep. The next one is recognize that the best version of yourself should be your version and not anybody else's. So do not waste energy trying to live up to what somebody else wants you to be. That is not for you. That is for them. You need to look inward. Do work on yourself and take the time to figure yourself out. Build a relationship with yourself. Deep dive into what you like, what gets you excited, what do you hate, what evokes anxiety for you. Are there hobbies that you've always wanted to try but have never taken the time to do so? I think that this is so important. I feel like as people in this society, we are pulled in so many directions that we oftentimes don't leave time for ourselves. Um, And I think that it's, you know, doing a major disservice to every single person that is close to us and around us. Ed Milet said the biggest disservice we are doing as parents in our society is not taking time for ourselves and living out our dreams. Because when you do that, you show your kids that they can do that too. And Mm -hmm. they get to see their parents living in their highest self. We think um, as parents or as people in society that we have to like stay in that job and get the insurance because that's what's going to benefit our kids most. Even though being an entrepreneur or following your dreams or doing whatever may be ups and downs for your family life, your child will see you per, like persevering, being resilient, stepping into success and being your highest self. And so do take the time to figure yourself out, figure out what lights you up, what sets you on fire, and you will be benefiting every single person around you by doing that. Yeah. And I think that I, you know, and this is where we kind of related in with the human design pieces is like doing the work and taking time to figure out yourself. You now have the baseline of what that looks like and how to guide yourself into like what those actually are. And then the next thing is the deconditioning part, which is be willing to shed your old identity according. So when you are determined to find your (laughs) ideal self, you essentially raise the bar for yourself and the people around you. So your old self will resist this due to feeling insecure or the fear of the unknown. So resist the urge to cling to the familiar, the identity that's been holding you back and embrace the new, you know, can do attitude. Because I think that so many times we start heading forward and we start making progress with our new self and we're like feeling really good. And all of a sudden something help happens and we want to just revert back to our old self. Oh my God. Yeah. But in I'm there. Fly, like, right. <laughs> just like go and just like find the comfort of being who you were because you're like, okay, that worked for however many 30, 40 years prior to this. I'm just going to go back to that person. It's like, no, we are making progress in being this new person and you will be so much happier for it. So be willing to shed your old identity and to be someone new, even if it makes other people uncomfortable. And understanding that there was a level of conditioning that made you who you were. That was who your old identity was. And that isn't who you have to be. You can be whoever you want to be. Don't fall back on who you were and who other people told you to be. The next one is accept the fact that being the best version of yourself may take you, may make you the villain in someone else's story. 
Um, this is your story. Okay. This is your life. It's not anyone else's. Chances are you're becoming your best self will make other people uncomfortable. It will make them jealous. It will make them angry. And oftentimes they will go out of their way to let you know, which is a place I've been living in lately. Um, so all that we have to say about that is don't dim your shine for the comfort of others. Like you have to keep going because you have a purpose and just go, like we said, like when you are not living in your alignment, when you are not doing the thing that God put you on this earth to do, then you are truly doing not only society, not only first and foremost, you're doing yourself a disservice. Secondly, you're doing society a disservice and you're doing your friends and family a disservice. Imagine what you could do for the people that you love. If you truly stepped into your, your true self. If it feels scary to you, it probably is because it is, it's very scary. And we're nervous that it's not going to work or that we're going to fail on this journey. So try to avoid the fear of failure. I think that that is something that cripples us roughly 75% of entrepreneur entrepreneurial ventures fail within 10 years. So, I mean, does that mean that we shouldn't try or just give up? actually it's quite the opposite. We should head towards that. The people at the top are the ones that take fear and learn to live with that fear. So the fear of failure is a mental and emotional awareness that success may not be possible. Too much fear of failure can hinder success and accomplishment while too little fear may, too little fear or fear of failure may not motivate you enough. Mm Mm-hmm which makes so much sense. Don't you have to have that little bit of fear to keep going? Yeah. I'm just scared all the time. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like these days I'm just scared all the time. I'm scared. I'm letting people down. I'm scared. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm scared. I'm approaching things wrong. Like I think being a little fearful can actually make you achieve your goals more. And that's why, you know, Dr. Beachman suggests that we should have dreams that we think have only a 60% chance of success, not a hundred percent success because it fuels you. I don't know if you guys have ever been in a career or in a job where like you start to get bored. You're like, this is just not it. And it's because you're not being challenged in that role anymore. There's nothing you show up to work and you do the same thing over and over and over again. We are designed as humans to progress and to be better and to have growth. And if we don't have that 40%, in there to, to grow, then what are you doing? Right. You're just going to stay the same. And so we do crave that, but it does come with fear. So, um, fear gets your full attention. So when you're running from, let's say you're just running from a dog that's chasing you, a rabid dog, you're like 100% focused on running. (laughs) Yeah. So you'll be in the present moment. You're like, oh shit, I got to get away from this. Like, so fear gets your attention. It gets you motivated and gets you hyper-focused on the one thing. If, like I said, like Britt said, if you have a 100% chance of being successful, you're going to kind of coast through life. Like no investor is going to be like, you know, like they want to buy into that, like the fear that it might not work. And they want to buy into like the chance that like you are hungry for success. It's the hunger that investors want. They want somebody who is dying to be successful. Um, so just to wrap up here, you guys, happiness is peace and fulfillment. And it's something that is an inside job. So, you know, when we feel bad, that's our cue that we need to be doing things slightly differently. So don't double down on bad feelings and think they are permanent. And that's just how life is going to be to be. Instead, use them as an alarm going off inside you saying something isn't right. So that's your not self. It's time to make a shift. Try to get back into alignment where you feel peace or you feel success or you feel, um, 
what was the surprise and delight. Right. Um, <laughs> reflectors are so weird. We don't even know reflectors. They confuse us. Um, doesn't have to be massive. It just has to be waking up 10 minutes earlier to meditate or taking 20 minutes to exercise. Just small shifts can go a really long way. So listen to yourself and how you're feeling. Feeling sad, bad, deflated is your sign to make some minor shifts for massive gain. So when you step into your villain era and become unapologetically the best version of yourself, you're striving to be your best. To simplify it, try to focus on becoming your favorite you and your outside reality will shift accordingly. You sent me that on Instagram today and I was like absolutely obsessed with it. <laughs> By doing this, you will be more beneficial to people in your life, your children, your significant others, um, and you know, your friends, your coworkers, and it's contagious. It will inspire the people around you to want to step into their villain era and to be their best version. And they'll go out into the world and be examples for others. And it's a ripple effect that we talked about at the beginning. So you may think that by improving yourself is not making a difference when in reality, you are the spark that can change many, many lives and make, you know, society as a whole better. Mm -hmm. So with that, go out, live in your alignment look up your human design, my human design app or myhumandesign.com. If you guys enjoyed this episode, if you have questions about it, write us on Instagram, mm -hmm. let us know what you are and, you know, do some research of your own. My human design is kind of like, you know, Britt brought it to my attention. It's kind of a self-taught thing, but there's so much information out there. The app has everything you need meditations on your specific design type. And it just allows you to learn more about yourself and to use your energy in a way that is most efficient for you. Yeah. So definitely go download that app. Um, and with that, we're going to wrap up, you guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Brit on Blast. We appreciate y'all so, so, so much. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please... Um, we love when you screenshot it and yes. tag us. That's a really yes. fun thing. Or you can review it, subscribe, however you like to go about it. We really appreciate y'all and we hope you have a magical rest of the week. Cheers, y'all. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.